Welcome to Thinking Reimagined. Thinking Reimagined is a unique platform for thoughts provoking intergenerational dialogue in a diverse and inclusive setting with a focus on impactful change in the global workplace and community. Our stakeholders' conversations aim to spark thought, leadership, curiosity, engagement, collaboration, and learning amongst individuals, teams, and beyond. Enjoy, Enjoy this episode. episode and subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and other outlets. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us for our final podcast of 2022. Today's topic is living your best life, and it's no surprise given all of the occurrences of the past year and where we are we are the intersection of another year, another thing, uh, loads of things going on globally. And I just find that this is a great time for us to come together and to have some synergy amongst different people, think about what it means for each of us, but also encourage others to live their best lives because why else are we here but to live and to live is to be. So Nifemi, I'm really thrilled to be here today and I'm going to turn over to you to get your thoughts on this topic and to include others. Thank you everyone for joining us. Absolutely. Welcome everyone, Dr. Hammer. I want to say congratulations. Uh, you, you just mentioned that it's our last podcast of the year and it's been, it's been amazing year. It's a good place to start. I'd just like to hear from everyone what, 20, what has been the highlight of this year. Uh, just before we get into becoming the best version of yourself uh, mentally and physically. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to turn it back to you, Dr. Dama. How do you describe 2020? A year of infinite possibilities. You know, it's it's been an amazing year. It's been a year of growth. It's been a year of... Um, incredible joy. Um, it's been a year of vulnerability. Uh, it's been a just very interesting year for me. And um, I'm glad that I am living and living my best life and working towards being a better version of myself. Um, that's the best way to, to summarize my year in a nutshell. Loads of experiences. But here I am looking forward to another, but being grateful that I have this moment with each of you. Absolutely. I see it's been very eventful for you to from one program to the other. Uh, I think that um, you also have used the time very well exploring new things. But we'll get to the details of that shortly. Dr. Enable Conroboto has also joined us on this uh, episode of the podcast, public health professional and an expert medical scientific communicator. How would you describe 2022? Good to have you on this podcast again. Thank you so much, Nifemi. I would say my year has been very beautiful. It has been a very uh, intense year, I think. Um, just a lot of opportunities for growth and opportunities to stretch yourself, just unlock things, potentials that you didn't even know were you know, in you. So it was just that kind of year. I'm grateful for the opportunity for growth. Um, the opportunity to explore new things and of course the opportunity to connect with people um, of like minds who are doing great things in different fields so it was a very beautiful year indeed very worthwhile absolutely i like the sound of that peter avant boyer actor and what's your 2022 like okay um this year has been one of the most interesting years of my life because I've had the highest highs and the lowest lows. It's been a very learning year for me because post COVID and post this new age of whatever, there's been a lot of good times and bad times, which I've never experienced before. So it's been a year of growth and learning and really looking into myself to know that I can survive things because a lot of things have changed and that we're now feeling the aftermath of post-COVID. So a lot of changes, both financial, physical, um, mental, and 
been also like a mentor to a lot of young people, I've noticed, I mean, I've not noticed, I've um, encountered a lot of depression and a lot of things that people are going through and, it, and how it affects me mentally. So it's been a very trying year and I just hope that next year is a better year for all of us. But it's been a great year because I've learned so much about myself and about other people too. So 2022 has been something. <laughs> Fantastic. Sounds like it's been a good year for you. All right, we have Benny Finisher. I mean, I, I saw Benny Finisher in a new light. I haven't seen him before uh, performing Menace um, a couple of days ago. Talk to us, Mr. Finisher. How's been the year for you? Well, whilst you're, fix whilst you're fixing your audio, can I just say something to what Peter had said earlier, where he talked about the concern for mental health and well-being? Because I think that's a focal point for us these days. Um, it's a topic that we haven't generally discussed, but um, for people to live their best lives, they must be in the right mental state. Otherwise, the quality of life is absolutely diminished. So I'm so glad that he brought up that point because we need to talk about and think about what it means to be well and to be mentally well in order to participate in the process of living. So that was my thought. So Benny, are you back? Can we hear you this time? Can others hear him? We can hardly hear you now. Um, we might have to get back to Benny. Okay. We, um, lost, we lost him. We've lost him. Okay, let's right, get so to the let's, of it. Let's carry people. on until he comes back to join us because absolutely, sorry. indeed. All right, let's get to it. So, um, the big question that comes to mind is how do you live your best life, um, particularly mm -hmm. starting today? Um, one of the you probably hear people say, "Live your best life." I mean, a great advice. We all want to somehow feel connected to ourselves and others. We want to feel as if we're part of something important and also make a difference in our world. But the biggest fear I've always had as an individual is not just climbing the ladder, but ensuring that the ladder you're climbing isn't linked on the wrong wall. So you can't we're doing fantastically, doing something, but perhaps it's not even what you're supposed to be doing in the first place. So I'd like us to begin by establishing what it means to live our best life. What are we looking out for? What are the, what are the factors? What are the signs? You know, what are the signposts to help you know exactly what the goal is where you consider living the best version of you? Who would like to start? Yeah, Nifemi. Nifemi, I'm going to give this a go because I've always find this to be a fascinating topic. And depending on who you speak with and where they are in their life process, their responses vary. But I think in order to live your best life, it starts with you as an individual, loving yourself, accepting yourself, um, focusing on yourself, as well as connecting with others. You know, we talked about... Um, mental health and physical health and all of that because I think it's part of parcel of the whole thing but I do think that you have to live in the moment in the present very often people are so concerned with what is to come or what has come and gone whereas they should be focused on the presence because the present is actually living you are living in the present, not in the past, not in the future. So I think people, I personally live in the present and I encourage people to live in the present because from a state of presence and loving yourself and what you care about and doing what you love, then you can connect with other people and that makes your life meaningful because at the end of the day, we're all looking for meaningful lives. You can't have a meaningful life if you don't have the basics for what it means to have a meaningful life. Oh, welcome back, Benny. Thanks for joining us again. How is it now? You can hear me, Clara? Yes, we can. Clara, okay. 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 So um, it's been a great year so far, and uh, it's but it's not over yet. So there's I still look forward to greater things happening in the year, and um, it's it was a great opportunity to see dreams more from paper to reality, more from my mind 
to reality and um, also meeting new people, new friends, new uh, new experiences and uh, understanding how human beings behave and um, yeah, and testing my own um, my own strength too, because you know oftentimes we think there's a particular way we want things to happen, and when it doesn't, uh, sometimes we think uh, it's either we there's something we didn't get wrong, and some and oftentimes it's actually not from us; it's from the outside. We should try to give ourselves the props and say, "Hey, you're doing well. You've done so well." so far and as long as we don't compare our success with other people's success and um, enjoy every every drop not to wait till it's an ocean before you celebrate or you express your gratitude so so far i'm grateful for all i've seen experienced had, and still having so that's it thank you it's beautiful exactly what the time i just talked about living the present moment um uh, it's usually very difficult for many because sometimes we are held back by the past or looking forward to the future and we're finding it very difficult to enjoy life one day at a time we are perhaps carrying the burden of the things we didn't get right um coming to where we are right now and also under a lot of pressure to outdo ourselves and to be able to achieve a lot that we have on our plate for the future. Dr. Robert, I, I'd like you to speak to us about um, how we can live through our current reality, even though you are fully immersed in the kind of things that you're looking forward to, uh, the dreams that have not yet been achieved, you know, the plans that you have that don't seem to be adding up. Oh, absolutely. Great points, uh, Dr. Omar raised, and also what Mr. Finisher has also talked about. I think that um, it's very important to understand that most of the time, the dots connect backwards. So, um, first of all, sometimes things don't make sense, but when you leave that moment and proceed to the future, you then see that there was a purpose to everything. So the, pro the, the moment you are in now, there's a purpose to that. Uh, so rather being consumed about you know the past or the present, why don't you focus on living that moment, learning what you should learn, you know taking the lessons out of it, becoming the person that you should be um, through the process and you know the events and the people that you have had your opportunity to meet because it all makes sense. It all makes sense in the future. And like we said, um, the dots connect backwards. So in another one year, in another two years, in another five years, I say that's why I was there at that moment to meet this person. That's why I had that experience to learn this. Um, that's why I had this opportunity to grow myself into this. Because again, if you don't learn the lessons that you need to learn now, in the future, you wish you had learned it because you know it's required of you in the future. So again, very good points raised about being present in the moment not uh, you know, take that for granted purpose, um, for that particular point, that particular point that you are in your life at that time. You know, I like the fact that everyone while talking about how the year has been for them thus far seem to have painted a good picture, uh, which however, isn't um, uh, a true reflection of the realities of the year. There's been a huge inflation uh, globally, um, as was on strike for eight months in Nigeria, that's a lot of economic downturn for um, the country itself. There's um, the prices of commodities are are on the hike. Uh, the unemployment rate is still at thirty three percent. I like to just speak to how we've been able to uh, navigate through those realities and come to a place where we're so satisfied with the way the year is ending, which I think is also very much linked to what you're talking about, you know, living the present and not um, being overwhelmed by, by the things that are happening around you and the things you've not been able to achieve. But speak to us, uh, Mr. Boyo, how you think that, um, how you think people can live through the reality of our times and also not lose their minds? Okay, um, well, I remember when I said I have experienced the highest highs and the lowest lows. So it's not all um, 
good and bad, but I think what's the most important word is to be realistic. Because a lot of us, I include myself, are not realistic in uh, living um, in the present. The past is gone. The future is not yet here. Like everybody's saying, so we live in the present. But there's different, um, I don't know how to explain it now. Living your best life right now. There's so much outside influences. Like I was talking about mentoring young people. And I get phone calls. I was telling Dr. Alma a few days or weeks ago. I get phone calls at 2 a.m. in the morning, suicidal um, phone calls and people in depression and they, they want to take their lives and they've not eaten for two days. And it affects me mentally a lot because unless I'm not human, I, can, I, can be, I have to be affected. Sometimes when you're calling someone, you don't know the state of mind of that person. So all those things affect me mentally and it was beginning to weigh down on me. So trying to live my best life, I have to consciously be in a good mental state for me to be able to help someone. Like if you're on a plane, they say, put on your oxygen mask before you help someone else. Yes, but in today's world with the inflation, um, the way the world is changing, people's values, um, the, the government, whatever you want to call it, it's really very difficult to just pinpoint like a certain formula or, or way of living. We just take it one day at a time and we have to be realistic. Realistic, being real, knowing what is happening today, what is happening in your life, being able to deal with it. I think that's the most important thing, being realistic and being able to deal with what is going on. Absolutely. Uh, I think you made a very fantastic Can I piggyback point. on that very quickly? Mm. Just go I was ahead. I'm going to piggyback on, your, on what um, Peter just shared. I okay. think that there has to be a level of resilience that people build. Um, you have to build your resilience. There is absolutely no um, denial that it's been, a it's been a trial for everyone globally. We're not um, immune to it. We're actually all experiencing it because what happens in the US or in Ukraine or Russia, name it, affects us as well, financially, politically, socially, all of that. But we have to build our resilience. And when you build your resilience, you can begin to understand that um, disruption occurs, but you can go beyond disruption. And um, when you go beyond disruption is when you begin to see the value in the lessons that you learn in that process. Um, we tend to focus on too many things at once as opposed to narrowing our focus. You know, you, you can't run before you walk. Um, you have to crawl first. Uh, everybody wants to achieve all these magnanimous things, but the reality is that you have to build slowly, small things at a time. So if you focus on those small things, it accumulates into something much, much bigger. I think Benny talked about putting things to reality or moving from paper to, I can't remember the exact phrase. You reality, used. yeah. My apologies. Yes, but here's the thing about reality. We tend to think of reality as when things are good, but reality is when things are good or bad or in between. Yeah, it is all part of our personal reality. My reality is different from yours. And yet there's some areas that might be similar uh, but it doesn't take away from what I am experiencing. And I think we need to perhaps shift from using the word reality to experience. What are you experiencing? Because it is that experience that helps you to connect with others or for you to move forward in the things that you're doing in your life. So resilience is important um, and enjoying the experiences of living because there's a myriad of them and um, being focused on what is important for you at that moment in time um, will help to relieve these, the undue stress um, that people are experiencing these days. But, you know, it, it's, it's part of the human experience and we have to focus on that. So, Benny, speak to us about your own experience because I remember you talking about um, how long you've been a performer 
how your first show only your your dad, your mom, your siblings were there. <laughs> uh, I'd like to speak to doing the things that you love because um, nothing makes you happier than doing what you enjoy. But there comes a time where what you love to do isn't also uh, fulfilling enough. It's not hitting the successful target that you desire. And that's where people give up on you know, their vision, they give up on their dream to just make ends meet. So perhaps you want to speak to us about that journey from where it was achieved, what you were doing wasn't as impactful. How do you hold on for so long, you know, without giving up? Well, thank you very much. I, I think, um, not think, I'm, I'm sure now, then I used to think, but it's really about, understanding the purpose and the, the purpose for doing what you're doing. Uh, oftentimes we allow the need for money or the, the need for material things to, to, um, to, handicap, to, to, to restrain or, or to, uh, what's the word now? To, to stop us from reaching the uh, our goals, yeah, to stop us from the, because when you think about the environment and um, the things you need to get, the things you need to get what you need to get, uh, <laughs> especially in this part of the world, you, you might just want to give up. Because the first thing I ask myself is uh, before I attempt anything, why are you doing it? And that's why it has to be uh, strong enough to keep me going if the world is turning upside down. In 2020, during the COVID, uh, uh, the, during the pandemic, so many people actually gave up on their dreams. So many people ruled out so many things they wanted to do and all that. I just told myself, whatever happens, these dreams, these things I planned for 2020, it stays there. The only thing that is going to move is time. I'm not moving. As long as I'm still alive, this thing is going to happen. Many that you saw in um, uh, a couple of days ago, in, uh, during this 2019, I said, yeah, I'm going to do it in 2020. Then COVID said, hello, not today. Well, I said, well, if not today, it will happen tomorrow, but this is going to happen. So yeah, 2021 came, well, I tried. 2022 came, yeah, I did it and I'm not done yet. So the question is how, how, how strong are you going to hold onto that which you believe in? And even when everything, all factors is discouraging or pulling you down, do you still have the strength to keep on? I, do, I, do you have a circle of friends or people that could tell you, hey, Superman, you need saving now, we are behind you. So it's, uh -huh. it's from encouraging yourself and when your strength is leaving you, make sure you have someone or a few people that can say, hey, take some and keep going. So that's it. So that has been very helpful for the past um, decade. Yeah. Inspiring and encouraging at the same time. There, there are two elements that, that, that I want us to explore uh, within the time of this uh, podcast, and they are our mental and physical fitness, which I believe it's, uh, it's very critical to recover the best version of ourselves. Uh, they kind of go hand in hand, and we must find time to love and care for both of these elements if we're going to live a happy life. So perhaps the doctor can help us. Let's begin with um, mental health. Uh, we've had a couple of discussions on this topic on this podcast, and um, there's been an increased awareness about it. But then it is still a very big challenge, improving your mood, managing your weight, you know, lowering health issue risks, uh, physical and physical and mental health just seem to go hand in hand. But how how do you advise that people take a hold of their life moving into the new year, uh, taking care of themselves, 
uh, and you know ensuring that they perhaps you know just have a way to provide a balance between physical and mental health. Well, thank you so much, Nifemi. It's such a great question. Like you said, it's really important to take care of both our physical and mental health. And that's just because that's what we have to work with uh, while we are right here on the surface of the earth. So um, if you're not of sound mind, you cannot be able to contribute meaningfully to your family, to your community, to do your job, or to just you know serve the purpose for which you are here on earth, right? And then if you don't also have a healthy body, you can't do any of these as well. I would say, I would start with the uh, mental health. There are lots of things going on right now. We have mentioned the Ukraine-Russia war. We have talked about the evaluation of currencies. We have talked about conflicts, insecurity challenges. All of these are triggers for some people to make them feel unsafe, you know, not very comfortable, a lot of uh, causes for worry and anxiety. And so there's, of course, uh, you know, mental health issues around depression, anxiety, you know, OCDs, all sorts of things, right? But I think that if we own these things, um, there's something that Steve Covey talked about, he talked about circle of influence versus circle of concern. Many of these things fall around circle of concern, but you cannot do much about it. So one of the things I've done is to focus on my circle of influence. What can I do? How can I manage my immediate environment? What are the things I have influence over? That's how I manage you know, these types of situations. If I spend all the time thinking about all the troublesome things happening around in the world, I, I become anxious, I become very you know, exhausted, I feel very worried and all of those, but you know, I can't do anything about it. So I try to focus, I try to control my environment. I try to focus on my circle of influence. There's a circle of concern, not like I'm, I'm not you know, mindful of that because I'm focusing on the areas that I can actually do something about, right? And there's, there's, during COVID, I know that there's sometimes I don't look, I also look at watching TV because it was just not comfortable for me to see the numbers rising, you know, That's nations cool. going to lockdown and all of that. That was me managing my circle of, of influence, right? Because I couldn't mm -hmm. change the numbers, but I can change the kind of information I allow to slip into my mind and then just own, you know, the healthy state of my mind and as well. Then of course, the body is also very important. Uh, I think I am guilty of this just because we are, we are very busy schedules. We don't have enough time to exercise and all of those, but not to uh, deprioritize it. It's very important. And that's one of my goals going forward into the year. To say no matter how busy you are, you are going to dedicate 30 minutes a day to take care of your body. Because if you're going to live a long and healthy life, largely contributing to the life of others, you need your body to do so. And your body should be in a very, very healthy state. So exercise, of course, and a proper diet um, will be very important um, things to take going forward. So I think these are the things that I know and I've also been able to apply to some extent in my life. And then just also prioritize the need for regular checkups. Uh, and then for people that need to take medication for their state of mind, they should also do that as well. Those are important also steps for taking care of yourself, both mentally and physically. You know, it sounds a lot like the only way you can keep a sane mind is identifying the things you can, you have the power to change. And those things you can change, just leave them and let them be, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, some of the strategies that work for me. Um, that's what I, I think. I can't do anything about Russia, um, Ukraine, Russia war. I'm not a diplomat, but I can keep that out of my face from that affecting me mentally and things like that. We also practice something of some of those um, elements in medicine as well. If you are dealing with someone who has a lot, maybe a medical issue, God forbid, maybe terminal disease, you also need to show that level of empathy for the person, but you cannot internalize that otherwise it has to affect your mental health so it's showing the right um, amount the right um, the right emotion in supporting that person understanding what they are feeling and what they are going through at that time but not also taking that home internalizing it so that it starts to affect you personally as a person because you also have to show up for the next patient the next day this is the thinking reimagined podcast sponsored by allied empowerment Allied Empowerment Consultancy offers leadership and innovation through bespoke human development solutions, brain-based leadership and coaching. Allied Empowerment empowers business leaders, teams and individuals 
to intentionally accentuate desired outcomes built on trust, curiosity, psychological safety, engagement, and communication. Allied Empowerment, thriving in a sustainable and valued manner. Indeed. I think this is where I'd like to hear from Dr. Amma. Uh, Dr. Amma is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, chairing one of the most effective. So, Nifemi, I, I, I wanted to add to what um, I just wanted to add to what she had said that yes, it is, but I also think that it's important for us to understand the importance of sleep because if you don't sleep well, you will be triggered much quickly, you will react to the stress and the anxiety and the depression at a greater rate. We don't emphasize sleep enough, you know, and we need to emphasize sleep. But not just sleep where you just close your eyes and say, yes, I'm sleeping, but restful sleep, because that is the state in which the body and the brain repairs itself. It's not news to anybody who knows me or has been on the podcast. I will always emphasize sleep because it is very crucial to our well-being. Um, We can exercise all day long. You can eat the right foods, but if you don't sleep properly, if you don't have adequate sleep, if you don't have restful sleep, you're literally um, creating a, a, a petri dish for illness, whether it's mental, physical, or otherwise. So I will, I will definitely add that to the list of things that have been listed um, because we have to make that a priority now. And it's important for us to be aware of what we're ingesting, not just through our mouths, but through our eyes, through our ears. We have to use our senses more. We tend not to use our senses. We've nulled our senses where we're not paying attention to the sensations that we're receiving. So part of neurobiology, and this is not a discussion for neurobiology, but when you begin to understand that what you're feeling, what you're touching, what you're listening to, what you're seeing, what you're breathing is very critical to your well-being. I think many people will stop to think about what they're exposing themselves and their families to because that is very critical to you living your best life. You can't get around it at all. I I do see Peter's hand is up. Peter, did you want to inject here? Um, yes, I wanted to just add something real quick. I don't know how many of you saw this video that went viral like a few days ago, where this guy was asked, if you're president of the country, what would you do? And his answer was, did you see it in front of your smiling? And he yeah, says, <laughs> yeah, he's like president. He couldn't believe it. Then he said he would eat and eat and then lock his door and sleep for five days. And he got me thinking, <laughs> just the basic necessities of life, food and sleep, that is what will make this guy have his best life. So, I mean, the way the world is right now, just that basic food and sleep is like a luxury to so many people. I know people that haven't eaten for two, three days. They drink water so they can fill their tummies up. So we're talking about living your best life. Well, what do you tell these people? To them, just that basic food and sleep is all that will make them live their best life. So I think it's just something to think about because I can't get it out of my mind. Absolutely. I understand the food part, but I like Dr. <laughs> to speak a little more about the, the sleep part because, uh, you know, Dr. Ama chairs and the British Business Council, I mean the British Business Group. Uh, she's also she also provides leadership for Live Abundantly, Allied Empowerment, and Thinking Reimagined. Uh, perhaps you can let us into your routine because um, uh, when do you wake up? When do you sleep? <laughs> What's your daily rituals? Because you make the sleep when you come here and talk about sleep, you just make it sound so easy, like you can just lay on your bed and sleep. The, all of well, us have 24 hours. <laughs> How, there's a how, difference between how do sleep. you manage yours? Yes. There's a difference between ahead. sleep and resting because I sleep, but I don't rest. So I'm guilty oh. of that. Dr. Amma, please tell us. We'd love to know. <laughs> well, I'm going to, uh, you, you, you really put me on the spot, Nifemi. Um, sleep is when you close your eyes and you get into a state of rest. It doesn't necessarily mean you're in that state of rest because your mind has to get there. Um, technically, we're all supposed to, well, science says, the research says that we should be sleeping seven. It takes the body to get to a state of rest so that the brain can then decompress 
um, and the hippocampus can come to work because you need your hippocampus to be active whilst you're sleeping. It's at that state that your hippocampus is clearing all the debris. It's like a, the hippocampus is like a vacuum going around and collecting all the debris from the day, the information that you don't need, um, helping to repair the body, fix the circuitry that needs repair. If you don't go into that deep sleep, you actually are shortening your life. So those who think that they're surviving on four or five hours of sleep have actually shortened their life. And studies have actually shown that it also affects learning and it also affects the virility of men. So men pay attention. The less sleep you have, the lower your fertility. I don't know why I brought that on today, um, but sleep is critical and we have to get to that restful sleep. And there are times when you can have short naps during the day and that will help because you're in a rested state. But if you're going to have a rested state in the daytime, it's 90 minutes. It's because of the, the wavelengths of the brain to get you to that point where you're actually rested. Um, it's, it's very technical, but um, sleep is very important and people need to value it. I'm always very concerned about people who go to bed at four and I'm guilty of it sometimes, please everyone just know that. Um, they go to bed at four, they wake up at six and then they're in the office by nine or 10, they're in the office with a full belly. When you go to sleep with a full belly, you're actually telling your brain to focus on your belly because it has to digest and break down that food to use it. But if you eat and you wait three hours to go to bed, then the food is digested, the body begins to repair itself and you'll have better night's rest. Otherwise you wake up with tummy ache, upset stomach, sit reflux, all of those things come from not allowing your body to digest food before going to sleep, lying flat as opposed to sitting up. It's all technical. Um, but I think we need to emphasize sleep and we don't. And if you sleep better, then you're less stressed, you're less triggered you're less likely to go to the biases that you call on when you're anxious. Because as you said, the most basic thing for us as human beings is safety, security, and food and sleep. That's about it. Yeah. Benny, how long do you sleep on a normal day? Seven hours. Seven, Seven hours. hours. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah, I don't joke with my sleep because... Um... Keep it up, Benny. Because <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's medicine for me. I had to learn wow. the hard way, so it's medicine for me right now. Okay, so I I just want to add uh, to all that we have said about the need to set some healthy boundaries with ourselves. Um, so for the guy who, whenever they hit a big break, they drink to stupor or eat eat out and, you know, damage their, damage their body the more. Uh, being an adult means setting boundaries, right? So, and that boundary could, could be as simple as limiting our screen time. Um, so with the advent of phones, phones have literally taken, for instance, now there are people who lay on the bed and they don't sleep for one or two hours, just scrolling through Instagram. Yeah, those are also some of the bad habits that we have to watch out for. Uh, uh, staying out late, uh, uh, drinking, eating in excess, you know, eating out and things like that. But before we go, I'd like us to speak to the need to build meaningful relationships, which personally I think is critical to living our best lives. For instance, if you've had a divorce before or you've had um, a... You've had a breakup with someone who means a lot to you. You can tell how that has impacted on your quality of life. Maybe for a season, it, might, it may not have lasted for long, but it depends on how important that person is to you. And I think that it speaks to the need for us to also invest in relationships. Uh, meaningful relationships are very, very key to, you know, our human experience. Uh, just like the Thomas talked about experience uh this podcast this one hour podcast is what i look forward to it's for me is a pleasant experience but for everyone who's gone through 
you know, a heartbreak or who's who's had issues with um, some very important relationships will also know that it's not usually a pleasant relationship, I mean, pleasant experience. So can we speak to what we can do uh, going into the new year, nurturing and, you know, giving our attention in order to be able to grow meaningful relationships, uh, which uh, is needed for our well-being. Who wants to speak to that? If I may, I, I need to add a comment here, can you, if I may, because, because you break camera. up with somebody, you have a heartbreak. Or Just a minute, Dr. Amma. I'd like you to switch off your camera so that we can hear you very well. Your switch off my camera, breaking. okay. Yes. Can you? All right, am I audible? Yeah, I think it's yeah. better now. Please go ahead. Am I audible? Okay, so yes, you mentioned heartbreak. Um, just because you lose a loved one, whether through a transition or a breakup, doesn't mean that the relationship was not meaningful. It means that it was a time in that experience to move on or things happen. So we always need to recognize that um, relationships come. There's some relationships that last a lifetime. There's some who are there temporarily to help us get to the next stage. There's some that come in place just to help us connect. But we, we have to see relationships in a different way. But the meaningful relationship does not mean that it does not have an end. I think that's where we make an, that's where we make an error. Um, as, a, as a global society, we don't talk about the end of things, the transitions, because we want things to always be rosy and to move forward. So we have to be honest about ends and beginnings, terminations and all of those, because it adds quality to the present moment when you're in those relationships, which is why you form memories. And those are the memories that keep you going when people transition or when a relationship ends. Find the value or the nugget in that relationship. And that will spur you on to the next level you need to go to. I hope that makes sense. No, no, fantastic idea, Doctor. I, I think I think you've brought in a unique dimension to it uh, about um, um, the the span, the lifespan of relationships, and not holding on to something that is dead. What I was saying, however, is that for us to have a meaningful relationship, no matter the duration, it requires a lot of attention. It requires a lot of investment. Um, I'm talking about the kind of investment we must make to have these meaningful relationships. For instance, relationships must I be think, nurtured. It must be given our attention I think, in order to grow, right? So Nifemi, for me, it starts with intention. What is the intention of the relationship you're having? If you don't know their intention, then you can't give it attention. You give attention to what is important to you in a relationship in life. So we have to be intentional in how we live is the key thing here. And when you're intentional in how you live, then you're intentional in your relationships. And then you can give it attention that it needs to nurture. Hmm. Hmm. Fantastic. Who has loved to speak to this? Um, <clears throat> I agree with Dr. Ahmed, and also want to add that um, besides being intentional, what what's, um, type of relationship is it? If it's like a love relationship or a working relationship, do you have expectations that the other party has? Are your expectations the same? Because sometimes it could be one-sided or... Um, you, what your expectation is different from the other person. So that also brings a lot of conflict and disappointments. And um, sometimes, I always use that word again, realistic. We go into relationships with unrealistic expectations or, or one-sided expectations where you think something and the other person or the other party, if it's a working relationship, or personal relationship is thinking something different. So I think everybody has to be on the same page for your relationship to work. 
fantastic. Doctor, what do you think? I think great conversation so far. I've just had um, a good time listening. I think it's a combination of both. Um, first of all, there's intentionality, but I will bring a dimension to it. I think there's also discernment. Um, like Mr. Peter Ahmad Boyo mentioned, he talked about like, what is this person to you? What is this person coming into your life for? I think that's an, an important aspect, discerning why this person is coming into your life. Are they coming as a boss? or a mentor or a friend or a, a just a connector that's supposed to connect you to your next level like um, Dr. Ama mentioned. So I think that discernment is very important so you can treat the relationship in that way. So if this person is a mentor, you treat the person as such. If the person is a coach, you treat the person as such. It is just a friend who is going to connect you to another friend who might probably now become um, the person who is taking you to your next level. Then it's just understanding it. But in all of that, I think um, putting respect into our relationships to be important, treating everyone that you come across with with respect to be important. And then also just having that intentionality about the relationship. Because I tell you, um, the world that we live in today, we can't do it by ourselves. Um, you need people to guide you, to give you information that you do not have, to be Absolutely. your support system when you are, when there are issues. Because sometimes that you are really strong, you are taking everything well, but there's just sometimes you can't even find the strength to move forward. But then somebody reaches out to you to say, how are you doing? How are you actually doing? And all of that. And then just being that support, giving you that momentum to go on again, start again, and all of that. And then also just helping you uh, become resilient to handle the challenges that you might face. So intentionality, discernment, and respect in all of our relationships is very key um, going forward. Fantastic, Dr. Benny, personally, I believe that um, meaningful relationships don't happen over time. They take time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even though Dr. Ama said some relationships are, aren't meant to la last forever, mm -hmm. I think there are some that should last forever, but we must give our energy, our time, uh, in order to be able to add some value to these relationships to work. Because sometimes the reason why relationships die is just because we didn't put in our best. Uh, uh, but I'll, I'd like to hear from you about what we must do moving forward to improve the quality of our relationship. Well, absolutely. Um, I, I agree with what everyone has said. But one thing I discovered is that um, oftentimes people get into relationships because of what they want to get from that person or what they see the person has, maybe a connection, uh, certain benefits and all. But how often do we see someone and say, the reason why I want to be close to this person, the reason why I want to connect to this person is because I have something to give. If that comes first, then that's not selfish, obviously. Uh, when you see that, also you, you don't just want to pour, you want to, be, uh, you want to get some refill one way or the other. So you don't want to waste your time there. You don't just want to spend and not uh, have it back, then no matter the lifespan of any relationship it is, or whatever kind of relationship, it still entails you giving it your best, you being selfless, and while being selfless, look out for yourself so that when the quote-unquote break happens, you don't feel like someone used you. So uh -huh. you know that, okay, you have, you got, and you gave. So if you feel like someone used you, I still think when people go, oh, this person used me, I'm going like, you gave yourself out to be used. You uh -huh. should be, should have, it's your power to give. So once someone takes it and tramples on it, you should take the blame first. Like I allowed it, not just turn around and say how human beings like this. So it starts from you thinking, what do I have to add to this person's life? What does this person or these people have to add to my life? So we live and enjoy the benefits. So become friends with benefits, whatever it is, as the word implies. <laughs> so we have that and keep moving. Because if it's just from the other side, oh, I see this thing, that's why I'm getting close to this person, then you are, what's that word? Is it um, the one? Uh, is it the best? The best that gets from and never gives into. So it's just that it should it should love and be loved back. It should give and be given. Yeah, mm. that's it basically. Okay, fantastic. Um, 
we're, we're focusing more on love relationships, but there's all kinds of relationships. Like the six of us are having a relationship right now for an hour. So we don't expect this relationship to be forever because it's just an hour. So this dynamic is a relationship and the expectation is that we do this podcast successfully. And after one hour, the relationship ends, but it doesn't end because we can come back again to have another podcast, but on a different subject. So there's all kinds of relationships. Absolutely. That's just an example. Yeah. Absolutely. And yet, you know, yet we are sharing, giving, and being given yes. back. Yes. Indeed. I, I, I think the point I've been trying to make this morning is the fact that, so I've met people, I've worked with people, and then, and I mean, I just make up my mind that this is the last time. I stay anchored <laughs> at an event for someone recently at Sheraton, and I just thought, you know, something happened while I was anchoring the event, and I picked my phone. You know, luckily my wife was there, and I was sending a message to my wife. Now, listen to this. I was sending a message to my wife that this is the last time I'm ever going to anchor this event. Do you know that at the same time, my wife was sending the same message to me that I don't think you should come here again next year. So I have met people and then by virtue of what, what they do, by virtue of their, you know, their seeming immaturity, I make up my mind about them. I think that if you want a family, you two have to be the best partner. You know, Absolutely. you have to... Uh, building relationships with loved ones and the community is essential. The point I'm making is that I understand the lifespan dimension to relationships, but if a relationship is going to ever work, you are going to have to contribute something. You, we have to volunteer our time. My relationship with Dr. Ama is perhaps one of my most treasured relationships. There's a way I could have behaved in the past one or two years that I would have lost that relationship. So there's a place of personal responsibility why you shouldn't serve others at the expense of your own well-being. Giving back may actually, you know, lead you to your best life faster. And that's the point I'm making, that as we go into the new year, we must begin to ask ourselves those critical questions. What am I feeling at, you know, in my relationship with people? And, and I like what Mr. Boyu said. Not all relationships are romantic. There is a work relationship, there's professional relationship, but there's a way you behave that makes people, people's hearts, you know, that makes people endear towards you. There's a way you behave that makes people just shut you down and don't ever pick your calls. I have found that people do not pay so much attention to how they behave. And this is how many people have lost many, you know, brilliant opportunities that could have changed their lives forever. So I'm hoping that someone listening can, you know, take a mirror and look at everybody has something to do to, in fact, the point you feel that you're perfect that's a problem. Everybody has something to look at, to change, to improve on, if our relationship is going to get better. But I think I'm talking too much. It's a good and way to end the podcast. there's a lot of sacrifice podcast. to, self-sacrifice yes. to be made. I agree with you. Is there any other comments anyone would like to make before we go? Yes, if I may well, add this something. This is the first time. Um, oh, sorry. Just... This is the first time. Okay, please go on, Mr. Peter. No, no, no. I was just going to say this is the first time I've seen Mifem is so passionate about a subject. And <laughs> it's good. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. Dr. Tama put me on the stop in the, in the previous uh, podcast. I practically <laughs> became a guest. Tama, can you remember? Of course, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. I, do. So. I do. All right, Dr. You were saying something. In the yes, book, what were you saying? I was saying that I think it was really good that we had a conversation about relationships, um, the different types of relationships. And then, of course, the lifespan, because of the truth, not all relationships will last forever. Some will, some might not. But I would just say that um, how we also live the relationship also matters. Um, even if it has to end at that time, you know, how we do we live the relationship? Because, again, discernment is important. You know that okay, this person probably in my life for the next two years. So teach me this, teach me patience, teach me resilience. 
or maybe courage and all of that. And when that person's assignment is over in your life, they probably will move on. Not because you had a quarrel, but there's just a natural separation because they are, the assignment is ended and they have to move on to other things. But how we end the relationship is also important so that, you know, you are still showing that sense of respect all throughout mm -hmm. the of the relationship. I'll give a case in point. Uh, when I decided to transition to my previous place of work, uh, to another organization and all of that. And it was also very easy, you know, uh, getting my bosses to approve all of that. It was kind of difficult because I wanted me to stay. But I just said, I think it's best for me at this time to have this transition and all. But because the relationship was still very respectful, when I did that something, I asked him for a recommendation letter. And when I saw the recommendation letter, I was near tears, like, oh my goodness, even though, you know, I needed to move on to other things, he still was able to write something very good um, for me and for also help me get into a program that I really wanted to get into. And that's just speaks to the value of the relationship. Of course, he's no longer my boss, we no longer work together, but because the relationship, there was still that much respect in the relationship, he still helped me on in the future. So I think it's good to bear in mind now, of course, some not all relationships will last forever, but how we exit them also matters a lot so that we are preserving that sense of respect across um, board. Sounds like don't slam the door. You might have to use it some other time. You might. <laughs> <laughs> you might. Yeah. You know what's Thank interesting? You. I've been listening yeah. to people speak for a few minutes, and the, the word that just crossed my mind was clarity. Clarity in our thoughts, clarity in how we live, clarity in our actions, clarity in our visions. The word clarity just popped up um, a few minutes ago. And I think that speaks to all of the comments and the, com the entire conversation is having clarity in, the, in intentional living. Because if you don't have that clarity, then things get clouded, whether it's in your relationship or your personal relationship with yourself, because we didn't talk about that. You've got to have a personal relationship with yourself in order for you to have a relationship with others. Um, you've got to love yourself so deeply to have and be able to love others and to see people as a source of love and connection because that's what we are as human beings. We've got to love ourselves in order to have a focus and to live our lives, live with purpose, um, to have intention in our actions as well. So the word clarity has just been popping up and I, I hope that it's a word that um, I continue to explore throughout today because what does it really mean for me to have clarity in how I live as opposed to each of you? And there may be some commonalities in, in that. So that's my word for today, clarity. I always try to find a word I hang on to and today is going to be clarity. Uh, Dr. Yes. Amas given us something to meditate on. As always. Yes, I have. What for me? <laughs> <laughs> a big thank you to everyone for being a part of this. Benny. Oh, yes, you were the one who kickstarted the relationship conversation. I thought I haven't heard from you. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> uh, Peter Amon Boyle. Dr. Enibuko, can you please pronounce your name? Enibuko. The other one? Arobato. Orobato, Enibokun Orobato. Good to see you again. The Tama. Uh, so this is yes, the last one. Yes, Can you believe it? Abi. It is our last one. Thank you to everyone who has followed <laughs> us, listened to us, joined us. It's our second year. First of January is our anniversary. We started this podcast in the middle of COVID because we wanted to have intergenerational conversations about the workplace, life, social issues, the whole breadth of it. I've made some incredible friends on this journey, built new relationships, still ongoing. Sometimes they splinter off into different places, but I am incredibly grateful. And I hope that I will continue to have the clarity when we come back next year. And for those who always join us, we're going to be taking a few weeks off so we can have a life work balance. I didn't say work life. I said life work life, balance. Work, so well, by we the way, 
life comments. Yes. We're not, we're not completely off the podcast. We're going to be releasing some amazing episodes we've had in the course of the year. And I think we should also mm -hmm. thank you to Dr. Amma for not only being visionary, but having the staying power to keep doing this. Uh, we're so grateful for all that you do. Mr. Peter Amman Boyo, thank you for joining us today. Benefinisha was a fantastic uh, performance on many. I'm going to write my review. Um, I'm still recovering. But you should have it <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. You thank have you, a lovely Thank you, everyone. Thank you. See, See you in 2023. See you in 2023. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. This has been a Thinking Reimagined podcast. The executive producer is Dr. Amma. Co-producer Peter Amon Boyle. And it is moderated by Nifemi Okuntoye. The podcast is edited by Nelkan and supervised by Dun Sokwa. Thinking Remarchant emphasizes the importance of transformational conversations which have as their aim the bringing about of the rich diversity of thoughts and most importantly, powerful and applicable effective solutions and change. The views, opinions and contributions of the panelists are exclusively theirs and do not reflect the opinions of Thinking Reimagined producers or personnel. Thank, Thank you, you for listening, listening and we, we hope you have enjoyed, enjoyed this episode. episode. We invite you to subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play and other outlets. We look forward to presenting another riveting episode next week. Thinking Reimagined Podcasts is produced by Live Abundantly. We welcome your thoughts and invite you to visit our website livesabundantly.com or you can follow us on social media on Live Abundantly 8. Thinking, Thinking Remarkened, changing, changing the, mindset the mindset for a better global, global society. society.